Welcome to episode 21 of Bedtime Stories for Grown-Ups, a podcast that is created from the stuff of dreams. Once upon a time, if you were lucky, someone told you bedtime stories. Maybe someone read you books, or the same favorite book over and over. Or maybe someone made up your bedtime stories, telling you nonsensical things until you closed your eyes and let sleep take you away. These bedtime stories are the whimsical made-up kind. Little scenes from dreamland to guide you there. There is no plot to follow. No sense to make of anything. Just a sequence of images from beyond the consciousness of day to help you let go and drift into dreamland. We are in Scotland, in a magical place called Nairn. We are getting pulled in a sled across a frozen lake. It is easy going at first, but it gets more difficult as the snow gets thicker and heavier. We stop near an outdoor gallery to look at the colorful abstract paintings on exhibit, lit up by the sun reflecting on the sparkling snow. There are some handsome and friendly Scotsmen here. They are explaining the pronunciation and meaning of certain place names. And then we notice that there is some other species also present here in this place. This other species is somehow involved with the art exhibit. We are not even sure if they are of this earth. The other species is demonstrating great empathy and the ability to understand us without using language. Now they are sliding some special tools down a tube for us to use. And then we are back on the sled. We are sitting still, though somehow we are also gliding quickly across the lake. We are moving rapidly through space. And nothing is pulling us this time. We were watching a film about paranormal activity. It was funny and it made us laugh. For example, the ghost kept making off with the cake. But then unseen forces suddenly dragged us violently toward the door. 
and then it wasn't funny anymore. We are wandering around, looking at the exhibits in a gallery. In one of the exhibits, there are some gleeful, giggling men lying naked on the floor with their penises tucked between their legs. They wanted each of us to ask them three questions. This must be the performance piece, someone whispered. They wanted us to try and stump them. And they seemed very keen. More like exuberant boys than men, really. We were rather taken aback and flummoxed. They kept asking us when we were going to ask them the three questions. What questions should we ask, we wondered. And they needed to be good ones. Because we really did want to stump them. We are at a wedding. A lot of people are getting drunk and it is getting quite rowdy. Someone is giving a speech and he can't seem to remember the name of the bride. Eventually, he just toasted to the bride and groom. For a while, none of us can remember the name of the bride. And much later, we all remembered her name. We round the corner and stop to watch a flock of birds that we have never seen, flying about like a murmuration of starlings. Except they are really big birds with extra long wings like albatross, and this is some kind of mating dance. One bird wraps its wing around another in flight, and they seem to waltz together for a while in the sky, and then he draws her away. They have paired off. We gasp in wonder. We have never seen such an unusual spring mating dance before. How delightful. We are on a large old ferry boat on a lake. Look at those enormous fish. Are they sturgeons? In the middle of the lake, the boat starts to sink bow first into the water. Oh no, what is happening? It seems like there is something pulling us down from below. Somehow the boat bounces back and the captain manages to turn us around. We are making our way back to the dock. There's a strange creature in the water. It is swimming along beside us and raising its head out of the water. 
It looks like the Loch Ness Monster. But it is not a monster. It is really quite sweet. Like a giant swimming herbivorous dinosaur. Or maybe a dragon. His big head looms over us. And we are actually able to pat him. And he seems to like that. He blinks contentedly and nuzzles us like a friendly horse. We went to the local pub and there was some kind of celebration going on. The locals were a little put out by the intrusion of people from away. Perhaps that is why they weren't serving us. Out back there was a mother cat, guarding a kitten and a tiny baby fox. The fox was so tiny, it could fit into the palm of your hand. We are in the company of giant white whales. We are not sure if they are swimming through the water or through the air. But now there are large mud-dwelling fish in our house. Dogfish and nurse sharks. They must have come in with the flood. We have to get them back into the water or they will die. We are trying to figure out how to make a safe pathway out of the house for them without getting bitten. There is a small gecko scampering about on the walls, hiding behind paintings. A large bullfrog grabs it and squeezes the life out of it for no reason. That was mean. That bullfrog is a bully. In the backyard, an orangutan and a human are having a tree climbing competition. The orangutan wins. There are horses everywhere. Look, there is one swimming in the water. He's diving under and frolicking. We didn't know horses could swim underwater. What a beautiful horse. Now he is lunging out of the water, coming towards us, looking for treats. And this horse is enormous. He backs us into a corner. Eventually he is pulled away and we carry on. The stables are endless. Look there, a newborn foal. He is being carried around on the back of his mother. These horses are pretending to be primates.
There is a wild storm blowing in. We go out on the roof in the howling wind and a helicopter blows over our heads sideways. It is going to crash. But it seems to recover and rights itself again. There is too much activity going on in the port. The boats are coming dangerously close to each other. There is going to be an accident. Someone launched a missile at a military facility, but it hit a shelter for battered women instead. What have they done? We are sobbing now. Later, we saw a deer run across the road. But it wasn't a deer, it was a dog, or maybe a small wolf. Whatever it was, it started following us. This one is looking for food. We are standing underneath a bridge, burying our feet in the sun-warmed sand. We notice an area of sand moving on its own. What is that over there? As we watch, the sand shifts and sinks, and out crawls a tiny baby dinosaur. Large raptors start circling overhead. Now we will have to look after it. Shield it from those circling raptors. We are going to bring the baby dinosaur home. We heard a child whisper. My parents killed me. They buried me, he said. He had bleeding wounds on his palms. Where? Where did they bury you, we ask? But by then he is gone. We really should have asked him his name. In a dream within a dream, there is a tall and thin, white-haired old British man following us around. He is always creeping around after us. Every once in a while, he suddenly runs at someone and slams them into the ground at the bottom of a spiral staircase. We recognize this man. He is an actor. We have seen him playing tall, thin, creepy men in British shows and horror films. When we awaken, we meet one of the people that had been slammed into the ground in the dream within a dream. Are you all right, we ask. That was terrible, she said. 
He is one of those rare old crack addicts. You don't want the likes of him following you around in your dreams. We know a woman who can no longer speak. It is as though her mouth has been wired shut. But really it is just that her mouth is not always connected to her brain. Now she tries to express herself with her eyes. But details can be a little problematic. We are part of a large experiment. We have all agreed to take a pill. This pill wipes away everything. All of our worries. All of our cares. All of our ambitions. And all of our memories. Now we have no memory and no direction. Everything is gone in an instant. All of the pain and the worry is gone. They say there is a whole lifetime between pressing play and the pause button. But we do not even know what we have lost. Isabella has been trying to tell us something. She works at the loneliness factory, and so her eyes are always filled with sorrow. And sometimes she cannot speak. It is hard for her to even capture our attention. She has been trying to tell us that our house is on fire. When we finally understand, it is too late. Our house has burned to the ground. Sometimes when we dream, we are in fact inside someone else's dream. We are the flickering light following everything from the shadows. And if we ever meet again in the light of day, we might recognize each other, but we won't know why. We might think that we have met somewhere before, some other time or place, or in another lifetime perhaps. We forget all about our dreams in the light of day. We forget that sometimes we too are followed in our dreams. Sometimes we are followed by other dreamers. And sometimes we are followed by those who have left this mortal coil, but not quite let go of us entirely. Or perhaps it is we who have not quite let go of them.
Thank you for listening. Sweet dreams.